Welcome back to the Yuan Graf podcast and on today's show I am happy and pleased to showcase my interview with Mitch Kalisa, director of the short Play It Safe. That's streaming on Mubi. Links are down below if you want to use a free trial or maybe even have a subscription. Go check out the film. The logline for the film reads, Coaxed into playing a racial typecast in a follow student's play, black drama student Jonathan is faced with an all-too-familiar decision to challenge prejudice or to play it safe. So here's my conversation with Mitch Kalisa. Please enjoy. Uh, welcome, Mitch Kalisa, uh, di writer, director, and editor of Play It Safe. Glad you are joining us today. First up, I guess, kind of an open question. Can you tell us a bit about yourself and how this project came to be? Uh, yeah, so I'm a filmmaker. I I've been working in the branded content world for a long time now, but um, always wanted to make narrative films. So Play It Safe is a script I've had for maybe seven years and I'd applied for lots of funding bodies, but I never got any love. So decided to essentially do it on my own. Mm. And then luckily enough, I was I found some like-minded people at Compulsory. Yeah, the producer, Chris, really fell in love with the project. And mm -hmm. together we co-financed and, and pulled the project together. And, and yeah, here we are today. And you are in film production, but just not narr in narrative? Production, yeah, mainly? so I, I make like lots of like online type commercial stuff. Mm -hmm. I've made a few music videos in the past as well, but yeah, oh, awesome. my day to day is like, yeah, working with smaller brands making, yeah, branded content for them. So this was your debut narrative short feature. Yeah, stuff. yeah. I've actually collaborated with friends in the past where we've like teamed up and made some some shorts, but it was always uh, a collaboration. I was always in partnership. Mm. Um, but yeah, Play It Safe is my first actual debut short as a writer and director. And uh, it is based on something that you have experienced yourself as a teenager. Is that where the story is coming from? Yeah, so loosely. <laughs> loosely, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess through just um, hearsay vibes. But yeah, I guess it's been an interpreted that this is actually my experience, which it right. isn't. But yeah, when I was a teenager, I used to go to drama classes on the weekend. And during these drama classes, essentially, I always felt like this kind of um, weird atmosphere in those classes, um, especially when we were doing animal studies. Mm. And mm -hmm. in those moments, I, I, yeah, nothing like what happens in the film happened to me. Right. But I can strongly remember thinking, what if, you know, what if um, a teacher asks me to, to play an ape for this class? Yeah. Or what if my fellow students conspire to to set me up for this role you know yeah so it was like this kind of what if scenario in my head that played out but it was playing out because I was feeling uncomfortable in this situation and and I couldn't and I yeah I could tell it was racially based but I couldn't put my finger on it and then yeah later on kind of understanding a, more about uh, microaggressions and implicit bias and all these kinds of themes that story kept coming back to me so so yeah right. and then i i that's that's what i wrote of, of sorts the the short really at least to me felt like a combination of a lot of different experiences mm. then i guess just portrayed through a specific 
moments um mm. it is not just an isolated yeah. case of course yeah, right? that's yeah. what that's what the movie is trying to yeah the show no, is trying to do as well so yeah you, do, you yeah. do that so successfully I'm, i was really impressed with it yeah thank you so much thank you uh something that was really striking to me about your film as well was just the way that it was shot uh on 16 millimeter, millimeter mm. kodak film and the close-ups and the mm. uh shaky cam as well as mm. really uh dynamic um mm. coverage of the scene so Uh, what was what was your uh, approach there? What, what motivated yeah. uh, you shooting, going for a shooting style like that? So yeah, uh, it it kind of was born from firstly wanting to make this story feel timeless. Mm -hmm. That was the original kind of thought process. How how do we like? Although yeah, digital is is great, um, but I, I felt like I I wanted to make something that felt like it could be. Sadly, it could have been as relevant 20 years ago as it is now, mm -hmm. as it would be in 20 years from now. I hope that's not right. the case, but that was the kind of idea that we were coming at it from. And um, and yeah, uh, the Jamie Ackroyd, the, the the DOP, we had yeah really great discussion, and we kind of share a lot of um, reference points for the stuff that we like. Mm -hmm. The the camera movement, we were definitely influenced by like trying to get like a docu real vibe to it yeah mm -hmm. so there's lots of zooms and there's lots of kind of reactive camera work it, it was just like one of those happy marriages where our approach kind of helped us within our context because we were working with lots of inexperienced actors who are amazing by the way but we we were quite conscious about keeping keeping the shoot an experience as kind of clutter free as possible you know we didn't want yep. lots of lighting setups and mad camera moves and having to reset all the time so yeah. by being able to be looser with the camera work we we're able to get our actors just always on point always in the zone and, and yes shooting 16 as well is like a great discipline for um, for being efficient <laughs> because yeah we couldn't afford too much either so yeah so um yeah like we could we could be really honest with the with the talent and be like hey we couldn't we could only do this three times you know right. and yeah yeah and uh -huh. and as a result just it it created a pace which allowed us to to probably do more than we could have done if we were just shooting endless takes on on digital so yeah uh the, I'd shot a music video with 16, so I knew that, yeah, it could allow us to be really efficient. Um, and then, yeah, when applied to play it safe, I think it brought the best out of all our, all our on-screen talent. And, and yeah, it, it was the, the image aesthetic speaks for itself. So, yeah, many reasons why we went 16. I was wondering when you when you said that there's like okay we got just to have the options to do just a couple takes mm. right, with the limited amount of stock. Did you then uh, really uh, intensely prep the staging mm. and everything, or was it more that you wanted to get more raw reactions from uh, less uh, trained already or uh, mm. with less experience from from your actors? Was mm. that... Yeah, no, it's a mix of both. Actually, we 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 did we did a. Um a lot of prep and we did a rehearsal day which we actually mm -hmm. shot as well um and the rehearsal day was like lots of workshopping the scenes and me and jamie kind of talking about our angles and finding what we needed to to cover for the days um so yeah and and part of it was like getting 
are talent kind of prepped but not overly prepped like it's Mm -hmm. like a fine line where we're not trying to get marks on the floor and we're not trying to we were trying to leave some room for spontaneity on the days Mm -hmm. and 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 for me a big part of that was in that final sequence with Jonathan Mm -hmm. so we never prepped that with on in the rehearsals (laughs) and and I know that was a bit um yeah, a bit of a, a tough decision at the time, but I, but I knew I wanted to keep that really fresh. So mm-hmm. even when we did, like I prepped, even on the shoot day, I, I kind of, before we shot, I prepped the classroom on their own. And then mm-hmm. I we went to a separate room and I prepped Jonathan on his own as well, because I really wanted that um, that raw reaction from everyone in the class. Yeah, because we shot it in chronological order, it was the last thing that we shot. Mm-hmm. So I knew our talent would be able to like. They were so in those characters, you know that that, right. that we would be able to capture some like as close to real as you can get in this final sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a long answer to your question, but yeah, I think fifty fifty versus yeah. Um, spontaneous so I, I thought you did a, such a, a great job at a, ex, um, exploring these like little notions of racism and maybe prejudiced acts that um then happen in a space that maybe some would describe as as, as a safe space mm. so do you think do you think these safe spaces exist anywhere or is it just <laughs> a, you know it's not just a wishful <laughs> that's thinking? a really good question man <laughs> um <laughs> I think they definitely do exist. Mm-hmm. I think it's just um, maybe there's been a bit of an issue about essentially who decides when a, a space is safe, you know, right. who are the the kind of organizers, the leaders and the, yeah, the people who right at the top of the safe space. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes people in those positions are very well intentioned, yeah, but just from the nature of not, have it not being from that experience it's very hard for them to cultivate a safe uh, an actual safe space all they can do is their idea of it so yeah i think there's definitely space safe spaces out there but the the kind of more archetypal ones that we think about kind of uh liberal creative communities and stuff like that i feel like sometimes they can be unconsciously marked by um but yeah, some some kind of institutionalized uh, prejudices. Right. Yeah. So sort of virtue signaling. Signaling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, well. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I found that really, really interesting to to explore that, and all through Jonathan's POV, through his perspective, mm. uh, that that didn't feel like uh, alienating at all. It really reeled mm. me into his perspective. So that is maybe. Um, to me, at least, that would make the most logical sense that that's kind of the step towards like just learning the experience that you can never experience. Mm-hmm. Maybe makes mm-hmm. those spaces a bit um, safer. <laughs> Feels weird yeah, saying that, no, but, but absolutely. Yeah. So absolutely, I, th- I think your your uh, film uh, does a, does a great job uh, communicating that, uh, especially. Thank you, man. And um, I was wondering as well about the title. You know, it's about playing it safe, and then Jonathan's mm. uh, Jonathan not not playing it safe, right? So, mm. how does playing it safe uh, affect mm. maybe your life, or or, or what do you mm. think how how it affects lives? It, yeah, it, it's something I thought a lot about, and essentially, like 
the the kind of message of the film is don't play it safe mm-hmm. you know um, yeah, yeah. But, but i i think it, it kind of it i wanted to challenge that idea of playing it safe because mm-hmm. i feel like sometimes the unsafest thing to do is to play it safe you know right like yeah, jonathan's yeah. experience uh-huh. like playing it safe actually was bringing him a lot of heartache and it was um marginalizing him and and actually making his his um his need to connect like it was making life harder for him basically um mm. in lesser words so actually it's like this this idea of oh yeah just fit in just just play it safe just yeah assimilate it actually isn't that safe <laughs> so yeah the, uh, i'm kind of going over myself a few times but yeah essentially that's where the, the title was coming from in 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 regards to making or asking the audience to to think about what what playing it safe actually means you know yeah. because yeah he was doing that throughout the film and was still experiencing this this super negative experience and yeah by the end of the film when he isn't playing it safe um he's actually opened up a very progressive discussion with his classmates maybe there's been a bit of friction maybe there's some discomfort but i believe that there would be progress after that performance where they would would never have been if he kept playing it safe yeah i would i would definitely agree uh congrats to the, the success so far that the movie has had i believe you started at south by southwest earlier this year yeah is that yeah, true yeah yeah Yeah, that that was crazy. That was yeah. And sadly, I, I, because of COVID restrictions, I didn't get to travel there, but still had mm-hmm. a really dope experience just um, with the online version of the festival, and mm-hmm. got to meet lots of amazing filmmakers and and the the curators, the programmers over there. Like, yeah, uh, I, I really loved it. Yeah, great success from there. I believe you also picked up uh, the one or other award from there is that true yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we won uh, we won the the audience and the jury award there which was so you got them all yeah nuts. <laughs> that's amazing yeah. <laughs> no that that would yeah uh, i i i was honestly already over the moon by being um selected um yeah. nominated mm-hmm. but yeah to win both of those awards was yeah uh a dream come true it was very special yeah i, I didn't get to I, i saw your your film there but i didn't get to get around to watching the short mm. films but i was i had you i had the film <laughs> on, on my radar and was really keen when i was able to to do the bfi with also oh, played right and yeah, i caught yeah, it there yeah. and uh yeah you and Thanks. had some success uh uh pretty much everywhere it went right and uh yeah. you may be looking at some BAFTA and Oscar nominations as well and for the short That's right yeah like it's it's very surreal to to even talk about that but <laughs> yeah. but yeah apparently we're we've been um longlisted I guess so right. yeah we're just kind of crossing our fingers to to see whether we get a shortlist from from either one of those but yeah just the to know that we're even in that conversation is yeah overwhelming um I think uh, yeah like when you're when you're working on low budget like self-funded stuff right you never mm-hmm. really dream that you get recognition at, at a big festival let alone go for the the major awards so yeah yeah it, it's 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 really cool and it, it, and i i feel really proud to 
to be able to like share that with this amazing crew and cast who really believed in me and 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 just like put so much of themselves in the film like mm-hmm. yeah it, it's going to be cool if we if we get to that step together what another thing that i found really great maybe not equally uh, as great in the grand scheme of things as being shortlisted or nominated uh, at the oscars or the baftas but uh the movie is available to stream on on movie right now i feel <laughs> yeah. like that is like the accessibility <laughs> with short films is also the biggest oh, struggle God. so yeah, uh, no, for, yeah. like uh, oh man that that was like everything else has felt like super surreal i guess because there's been a lot of detachment because it's all virtual um mm-hmm. so it it's taken a while for, for it to sink in and it's like in retrospect where i've i've really kind of it's sunk in and i've realized what a huge move it's been but yeah movie for me was like instantly was like it, i mean yeah it might not change my life in any significant way who's to say but like it was a huge coming yeah like I, i've been a, a movie movie fan since they started and i had mm-hmm. i looked at my account i i've I think I had my account since 2011 or 2012 or something. Yeah. Um so to see my film as film of the day on there yeah, was yeah. just so like oh man it was so dope. But yeah and then I've had like friends of friends um random family all across the world hit me up and say oh my god we've seen your film on movie right. like that is so amazing and and like yeah I, like it's an incredible platform and exactly what you said with short films it's really challenging sometimes to reach an everyday audience people mm-hmm. who aren't going to film festivals so yeah. yeah for it to be on movie and be accessible to anyone with an internet connection you know it's so dope that yeah the story's kind of been spread globally and and yeah so mm-hmm. easy to access even if you don't have a movie account right now Uh, I believe that there's there's some free trials so you yeah, can just there's always even a free do that. Trial. That there's is a free yeah. Trial. Exactly. So definitely go check it out. Uh so uh, are you working on anything um next any plans for maybe another short the feature or are you going back to mainly focusing on on online content? Um yeah, no. I I'm definitely in prep for for a few projects. I think there'll be a hopefully a couple of features to go in development and then i th- i'd love to do yeah just some more short work um to to build up to it so right. yeah fingers crossed next couple of years uh there there should be some long form projects for me right looking forward to it uh do you think in in any sort of sense that a nomination from the oscars or the or, or the baftas does it would that have a a big difference on on your career for for it to make stuff easier are you experiencing any trouble making making connections to get stuff mm. done because you are yeah. mainly working independently yeah well, you are working independently at the moment yeah no i think essentially that was very true until south by southwest mm-hmm. <laughs> after that festival i think almost every door that i would have loved to have opened opened um, and people have been Thanks. super generous about wanting to hear what else I want to do and 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 yeah people people have loved the film and they're very supportive about helping me get to that next step in my career so so yeah man like i i i would say like 
yeah, getting to the, these festivals is super life-changing in many mm-hmm. ways. And, and, and it opens doors which you might not even have dreamt of. So yeah, I, I, I do believe like if it got to that stage, yeah, I, I'm already super, super happy with what's happened already, but I'm sure that that would bring some more, some more blessings in some shape or form, no doubt. Yeah. But I think so far, um, um, yeah, I couldn't be happier with, um, with, with the way things have gone and, and the, the doors I've been able to get into and the people that I've met as well. I think mm-hmm. like, not just like, uh, big production companies and funding bodies, but like talent actors, um, cinematographers and, uh, writers and everything else. Yeah. The, the network has grown times 10 since, since, um, South by Southwest, which is, yeah, amazing on in its own right. Did you, did you get to attend any festivals in person, um, with screenings there in, in yeah. London? Yeah, I got to go one? to the London Film Festival, yeah. which was a lot of fun. That was um, super, super cool just to be in um, in an audience with the film. I'd only mm-hmm. ever watched it pretty much on my own or with like two other people in a room, you know, like right. I, I, yeah. I hadn't even seen it with the crew until that day. And and yeah, that was like a real amazing moment. Uh like I can't lie, it was really tough at first because I'm so close to the film. I wrote, directed, edited. Um, mm. So when I was watching it, all I could see were like what I would do differently, <laughs> all the mistakes yeah. that oh, <laughs> what I consider mistakes. And but then after a few minutes and feeling the audience around me get into it and hearing them laugh and hearing gasps and that interaction, like the room came alive, and and that was like a very special moment uh yeah. I, yeah i think i'll definitely cherish that that was really dope to feel that but also to talk to some of the audience members after the screening and and hear how deeply people have been touched by that film you know mm-hmm. like yeah again it's not it's something you always hope for like one of the pieces of feedback was someone saying like um it was a very hard film to watch because they recognized a lot of themselves within the classmates who were giving Jonathan a hard time. Mm. And yeah, he was like, it, it feels like uh, educational. It's like a, a lesson that I've, I've taken from this film and it's going to inform mm. what I do later in life in, in, in similar circumstances. Like just that one person being affected in that way was like enough for me to be like, wow, like this is super special to, to have been a part of, mm-hmm. you know, to, to get to have that interaction on screen that you are portraying and then that interaction with your audience. I, I can only imagine that must be uh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything else that you'd want to touch on? I feel like I kind of have touched on all of my, the questions that, that I have yeah. uh, for you. Uh, yeah, I would, I would just like love to encourage any kind of younger up and coming filmmakers to essentially just don't give up. You know, it's, it's like really corny advice or whatever, you know, like everyone, everyone says that, you know, but, but my, my kind of story has been that, you know, where Mm. for over eight years, I guess, been trying to make bits and bobs and never really having things materialize Mm -hmm. But I, but yeah, there was, I realized this shift from making things that you think people want to see 
mm-hmm. and then make things which you want to see, you know, like really yeah. coming from that place of like what what's gonna keep you um super engaged and and, and interested. And and as soon as mm-hmm. that happened with with play it safe, which it sounds yeah, counterproductive, but by making it so specific, so personal, mm-hmm. it became universal in a way that yeah. I, I could never have like written like yeah you don't start from a universal place and and, and make that happen I don't think you can anyway it, it came from this really personal place that went to had a universal impact so yeah I because I, I listen to a lot of film podcasts and, and mm-hmm. I'm like yeah like always looking for 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 nuggets of advice but yeah like keep grafting keep going mm-hmm. yeah that's great advice uh to to close this interview with um so uh we'll have your your socials linked below so people can follow you and of course there will be a link to uh to movie where you can check out play it safe yeah. yourself uh also even if you're not subscriber right you we said free trial, trial. <laughs> yeah exactly and um yeah thank you so much for coming on no um, thank you so much